Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're Renee. And Courtney, your online sisters, and we're on a mission to help women across the world become the best version of themselves through the power of sisterhood. That's why we've written To My Sisters, a guide to building lifelong friendship. From working out how to achieve your dreams to setting boundaries and managing expectations, this essential handbook will show you how to fully embrace the power of friendship and community. Packed with practical advice and personal stories from our decade-long friendship, we'll give you all the tools and advice you need to find, make and keep lifelong friendship. To My Sisters is available now online and at all good bookshops. We've definitely come into a place in society where we've normalized um, non-consensual infidelity. Yeah. If a woman is like, I'm going to start playing this game, they're going to be kicked off the, the oh, board. Oh yeah, 100%. Do monogamous relationships, A, work? And do they work out in this society? Yes. Is there a rota for sex? Do you get what I mean? Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about polygamy. We alluded to it slightly in um, our last conversation about marriage and whether marriage is worth it for the modern day woman. But we have seen the rise of a new trend. Well, it's not new. Oh, a trend you. as old as... Oh. As biblical times, if you will. It's been illegal in some places too. How, how, no, they're still legal in some. <laughs> sure. uh, <laughs> polygamy. Being in a serious, committed relationship with more than one person. Wow. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But my question today is not whether it's right. <laughs> Stop it. You've started already. It's not whether it's right. It's rather, does okay. it actually benefit women oh. yes because i saw a tiktok live yeah um i personally think tiktok live should be made illegal oh, i hate it i can't believe there's such a thing this is yeah TikTok, news to me no, but like when you're scrolling through your for you page do you not see people who no. are just online i need to find whatever setting you have on because yeah. i have never sat there and watched the tiktok live really i think it's dead most times. i can imagine I can but imagine. um anyway i saw a tiktok live well no actually this was a screenshot of a tiktok live okay. so there we go that's okay. why i found it um or a girl a british girl asking an american guy who is in a polygamous relationship yeah. with multiple women mm-hmm. as you often see what actually qualifies you to lead multiple women at the same time in such a way and you know what he did in response he stood up from his chair and he just stood there in silence and he went look at me and she he didn't say it but that was the posture and she was like i ain't seen much i've regarded and yet i have yet to see what is the qualification here p for problem oh so I then thought to myself, wow. And then she basically said these women that were on camera with him, his two wives or girlfriends, oh, no. that they should be very careful because this man's showing narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And um, they were just sat there silent, rolling their eyes and basically dismissing what she was saying. Oh. And in my head, I thought, as the woman whose partner this is, yeah. who you share with multiple people, uh, uh. how do you feel? 
does this actually benefit you to be in a polygamous relationship right, or right, is it right. for the male ego? So mm-hmm. we're going to delve deeper mm-hmm. into that. Basically, that was the longest intro ever. But some housekeeping. Housekeeping. We haven't actually recorded since we became authors. Ow. We are authors. You know how all the girls be going? <laughs> purr, purr, purr. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, sisters, thank you. All we can actually say is thank you. Um, the book went live, you know, so in bookstores and everything. March 9th. Bookstores and everything. And I want to tell you that we peaked at number three on uh, Amazon, Amazon bestsellers for, for friendship. friendship. And I know oh. some of you are going to come out here and be like, oh, number one soon come, guys, pray. Because the number one and number two spot is held by a strong giant, the boy which and is the, the boy and the bowl. Which is a storybook um, about a boy and a bowl, and it's about friendship. But yep. it's sto- is it about human friendship? We Technically, know. if you, in fact, yeah, we are number one for human human friendships, friendships. for real life friendships. But Amazon doesn't recognize that. Category. Amazon said, "I'm sorry, but the boy and his friend, the bowl, have, have trumped your sisterhood. Trumped big. your sisterhood. There we so go. We need the sisters to arise, yeah. rise and shine, and buy about a thousand five hundred copies of Thank this you. book. Thank you. God bless individually you. Individually each. God bless you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, thank but you. genuinely thank you like charting in 24 hours was absolutely amazing Incredible. and by god's grace we'll continue to climb up those rankings not just in the uk but internationally right. so honestly from the bottom of our hearts we say thank you thank you to everybody who came to our launch event as well the book launch was so amazing shout out to tolly t from the receipts podcast for coming and interviewing absolutely us with some it. of the most amazing thought-provoking questions and just very humorous conversation honestly it was such a a pleasure a privilege we had a great time and we it was did. just so beautiful to see everyone come out for yeah. the sisterhood yeah. not only did we have the sisterhood come out but we actually had our own friends and family Hi. come out to support us which was just <sighs> pinch me moment Honestly. beautiful beautiful Honestly. but so grounding because you know we come on this podcast and we write in this book about sisterhood mm-hmm. and community and mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful it was a full circle moment Mm. to be able to celebrate that with everybody but Mm. also celebrate with our actual real life community friends and family so sisters friends family thank you so much for your support so far this is literally the tipping point of the sisterhood we are getting ready we We are dusting off our feet genuinely sisters this is just the beginning we have been in celebration mode and rest mode as well because it has been a hectic time and we've had to balance everything else that's happening in the tms world as well as in our lives but honestly the work is just beginning as much as we're celebrating the book you guys already know when it comes to tms the book ain't all we are but to my sisters a guide to building lifelong friendship if you will as a manifesto for the fundamentals that we believe in here over at the sisterhood okay so definitely go and pick up your copy if you haven't and buy one for a friend especially if you're trying to build intimate relationships in your life with other women they are important they are necessary okay but what else is going on in the tms verse you may ask yourself Many a thing, uh, many a thing. Sound the alarm, sound the alarm. Literally sound the alarm. So, international trips, girls, the applications are coming in hard and fast. And a lot of our trips are almost fully booked up. So, if you do want to get in an application, please click the link in our description. The spot is unlimited. We wish we could take all of you with us. But please, please, please send in your application because it is done kind of on a 
what do you call it? A rolling basis. Rolling basis. We it accept people on a rolling basis. So we are still accepting applications, Absolutely. but the spaces are nearly filled. So if you want to come with us to Bali, South Africa, Ghana, uh-huh, New Orleans, you need to fill in the application form. Fill in ASAP. If you have not seen how much fun we had in Tanzania, I don't know. Honestly. I don't want you to miss out on the next one. Honestly. Okay. So yeah, definitely check out that link in our description. It will also be in the show notes if you are listening to us on podcast streaming platforms. I think that's all the... Housekeeping. Housekeeping. I believe it is all the housekeeping. Is there anything else? Hmm. I think the silence is loud enough. No. So, <laughs> ain't got nothing of else course, for you. let's get back to our sisterly duties. Let's we have a go. ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, sisters. Hi. Love from Maryland, USA. Oh, hey, My auntie girl. lives in Maryland. So does mine. I, think, I feel like most Africans. Most Africans have migrated to Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, Shout out to the, Dallas. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the diaspora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a hard time releasing shame from past mistakes and bad choices. Oh, I turned 27 years old recently and I've been reflecting on my life and where I want to be in the next few years. And yeah. the truth is that I feel very behind for my age. Okay. I am still struggling to build my career i am not yet where i want to be financially i am still trying to find myself and learn who i am as well as my purpose in life and it feels really hopeless Mm. i am struggling with the shame of not being further along for my age due to past mistakes in college and not having chose a marketable degree i feel that because i had such a hard time with low self-esteem growing up that now that i'm older it feels like i was stuck in a place for so long that catching up is strenuous Mm. i know people say all the time that nobody ever really has it together but i find it hard not to compare my journey with others sisters how can i learn to release shame because of where i am in life Mm -hmm. and instead adopt a more positive attitude even in times of uncertainty p.s i really love the tms podcast you guys have really helped me so much and i am grateful for all you have given to us oh girl Sending you loads of love. Loads and loads of love, first and foremost. And thank you for being a sister. Like, mm. we always adore hearing from our sisters, even when it is during tough times, yeah. when you are going through all sorts of um, different things. And I love the fact that you've actually brought up shame. It's something we talk yes. about quite a bit on this podcast and something that we talk about in our conversations as well, insofar as shame being one of the biggest things that hinders us from really progressing and moving forward because it prevents us from, first of all, giving ourselves great race it prevents us from building our self-esteem and it prevents us from you know really acting with boldness fearlessness and the courage that we really deserve when it comes to pursuing our goals Mm. um when it comes to dealing with shame the first thing that I would definitely recommend is sitting with that discomfort and really trying to process through those emotions Mm. really understanding why it is you feel shame about some of the mistakes that you have made I know you've kind of touched on the fact that you wish you were further ahead and you attribute um your lack of forward progression to that shame around you know the the past mistakes that you've made but I think there's something to be said around sitting down and reckoning with those mistakes right or 
if they are mistakes, quote mm-hmm. unquote, because when we think about people's journeys and think about our livelihoods, they aren't necessarily a linear progression in the way that we always want them to be. Um, so really sitting down with your mistakes and saying, okay, cool, I, I put my hands up, I made the mistakes, this is what I've learned from it, and these are the lessons that I can carry with me moving forward. Mm-hmm. So very much having that perspective shift and thinking about what can you learn from your mistakes, what has um, helped you to learn more about yourself moving forward, what has and what can inform the way that you engage with yourself and the other things that you want to achieve in your life moving forward. So taking the positive spin on it, um, we often refer to it as a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty. So we've already established that half of the glass is empty, but what are you going to do with the remainder of the glass, which is half full? Mm. Um, And really trying to cultivate a more positive mindset around the experiences that you've had in the past is really, really important. Um, Another thing that I would say is, really vision casting. So thinking about the things that you actually want to achieve in the future and then having the practical steps that um, will support you in making those correct decisions or the decisions that are in alignment with the kind of person that you want to be. Um, So you mentioned in terms of some of the goals that you have, financial goals. You've also mentioned um, a little bit of just in general about the things that you'd like to achieve, really being practical and laser focused on these are the things that I want to achieve. And then giving yourself a time frame that is realistic and also allows yourself grace. Um, it's so unfortunate that we're often the most harsh critics mm. and the harshest juries and judges when it comes to our own mistakes. Um, so it's really, really important to, even as you are vision casting, even as you are moving forward and progressing, even as you are identifying the kind of like practical steps that you want to take when moving forward it is giving yourself some opportunity to really bounce back right really giving yourself some opportunity to have some grace and have some leeway um another thing that i would say is as much as it can be tempting you know 20 the 20s are a really strange decade where there are some people that you know have the five kids yeah. and the husband and the picket fence Ooh, whereas damn, it's true yo <laughs> we have some in our own group where oh it's gosh. like folks be out here you know what i'm saying it's a really strange decade where it feels as though some people have really um settled down yeah. in terms of um, what they have in their lives right now some people may have um really really further um further their you know their um professions rather um and their careers and whatnot some people are traveling some people are you know they in a garage somewhere and they go through it. Mm. And these things are normal. Yeah. I think what's really important is to understand there isn't necessarily a right way that is standardized for everybody, yeah. but there is a right way for you after you've defined what that is. And I think that, you know, being 27, trust me, sis, there is still opportunity mm. for you to really grow, cultivate and move towards your goals. It was funny because at the actual live show, yeah. 27 was the age that Tolly T, shout out to yeah. her. She has a whole bucket of wisdom on this. Right. Um, but 27 was the age that she said is going to be a really weird one where it feels like things are really being shaken right not just externally but also internally right things are going to be shaken your value systems are going to change things around you people around you are going to change and it's very much around can you still stand even in the midst of this change Mm. and can you still progress and work towards those things Mm. um, in a positive manner so I definitely say don't be alarmed by the fact that you are quote unquote behind in fact I would reframe frame that completely and say you're not necessarily behind you're just going through a different season seasons are different you know um seasons can be quite um 
different depending on the um, person that you are and that's okay mm. it's okay for you to want to um, pursue things in a different order to other people it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that you are behind it just means that the sequencing is different so embracing the fact that your sequencing for your life may be different to somebody else is really really grand um, and then the last thing that I would say is probably community um, I think that just by virtue of having friends with such different backgrounds and different sequencing allows me to understand and know, okay, first of all, I'm not the only person that's going through that sense of feeling as though they're behind, Mm. but also the grass isn't actually always greener on the other side of that picket fence, right? With every decision comes responsibility and understanding that even as you are progressing towards your goals and you you have ambitions and you're working towards this, it will come with a new level of responsibility. It will come with a new level of, needing and requiring you to grow and be being able to manage these Mm. kind of things um so understanding that you know it's very much around the sequencing it's very much around giving yourself the grace right now where you currently are at leveraging the people that you have around you to really get a nuanced perspective of what it means and what it feels like to do this adulting thing in different um areas and even leveraging the wisdom of the people that you feel are doing really well around you right Mm. so the folks that may be doing really well financially or the folks that may be doing really well in their relationship actually sitting down with them and saying yo sis like I see you're doing really well in this particular area do you have any advice do you have any resources you can share and cultivating a communal mindset when it comes to succeeding um will will definitely be helpful um but yeah sis shame is such a big thing that hinders women so much and it's one of those things that you have to consistently work on Mm. to be able to overcome because shame is something that it feels like you carry internally Mm. and to be able to process through that it really is giving yourself permission to overcome and really giving yourself permission to be bold fearless and courageous when it comes to pursuing your dreams yeah Um, but I have nutted on no that was perfect advice that's literally everything that I was going to say I would definitely encourage you sis that one of the biggest things about shame is it it has us dwelling so much on the past and what could have been done differently um but you cannot hold yourself prisoner to that you can't go back and change the decisions that you made they have been made and at the end of the day we have all made some bad decisions in our lives which definitely come and haunt us in the middle of the night and 27 is not an age to be fair there is not any age where you cannot redeem yourself Mm. where you cannot experience a redemption of time and when all things that you feel like may have been lost or you may have missed out on cannot come back your way but it takes you kind of diverting your attention towards the future and that's the one thing that shame can really rob us of our focus on the future Mm. so honestly like if you need to write a letter to yourself that says listen these are all the things I'm going to forgive myself over then do that if it takes you writing down some affirmations or some prayers which you recite to yourself um, or you pray on a daily basis just letting you know that you are not held hostage to your past but actually you have the capacity and the ability to move forward then do it and I think one of the things that can be very crippling is not trusting your decision making skills because in the past you may have made bad decisions and it kind of paralyzes us from wanting to move forward because we're scared that we will sabotage ourselves or we will be incapable of choosing the right thing but sis for the simple fact that you have identified that this is a problem and sent us this email and you're plugged into the podcast and wherever you are moving in the right direction and you are Mm. more than capable of 
redeeming your future and more than capable of sitting down and thinking of a strategy that allows you to wake up every day and say listen I'm going to go and get it whether it be the financial professional relational goals you have whatever goal you have surrounding your life wake up every morning and just remind yourself I'm moving forward Mm -hmm. I have to move forward and so make sure that your time is occupied with things that are quite productive in terms of your professional development it could be because you haven't picked a career which maybe is gaining you in employment right now or is full of loads of opportunities right now it's never ever too late to go back to educating yourself mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm, it's formally absolutely. right whether that's picking up a skill going and doing a course going and getting a master's degree um, and I know these things sound really hard and big but if you're going to change your life it takes making hard decisions and making big changes and right. so I think it's important for you to realize that these things will not overcome you they will not kill you but they are going to need to be done you know whether that's going to like I said acquire more qualifications or going to get more experience or just getting in tune with okay maybe you don't want to go down this route anymore or well firstly maybe you do want to go down the route of what your educational background is what are the other non-traditional opportunities in that same sphere that will that you could leverage your degree to be able to do does that make sense so if you studied English literature and you've been trying to I don't know become a writer for so long and it's not working out maybe you can start off as a journalist maybe you can start off as a teacher maybe you can do something that keeps you in that sphere maybe you can do a couple workshops to some people or some organizations or write for a blog or a company's um copy so it's really thinking okay what avenue have I not tried to go down but if you've exhausted every avenue and it's just not fitting or maybe you just don't want to pursue this thing anymore it could be worth doing a career pivot and I think 27 is a great time to do a career pivot so really and truly use your time and your energy and whatever you know you have in your life right now your community um and your knowledge to really help propel you forward because your future is bright you just have to go there and seize it you have to go there and really bask in it as well Um, and you can't do that if your lens is constantly focused and your attention is constantly focused on the past and the things that you did not do do not let shame rob you of your future you made mistakes so you view them as mistakes you made mistakes but they can easily just become lessons and you take those lessons and you move forward so I think the key word here is exactly what Renee mentioned reframing you may need to reframe your youth and how you spent it um but sis we actually wish you the ultimate best um if there if you do realize what you practically need and you know this is your dilemma send us an email and we'll see if we can put you in contact with someone because we actually have a few people who message who are like i offer consultation services or life coaching services or helping people find their career so if we can connect you to someone in the sisterhood who can really help you practically walk out that path we can do that it just takes us putting out one insta story we can't do it for everybody please i said if this is your dilemma hey thank you very much the lady from maryland hallelujah Uh, so yes, uh, we would love to help you practically as well. Once you become aware of your practical needs. So yes, sister, we appreciate you for being plugged into this sisterhood. We are here to support you even just virtually, but we hope that you do surround yourself with people and have these kind of conversations with them offline so they can provide you with that in-person support. Even if it's just to be a a sounding board, you need somebody girl. So we love you appreciate you we thank you for you sending girl. in your dilemma thank if you, you have any dilemmas you want to send us send it to dilemmas at to my try and keep it short and concise you can also fill in the contact form on our website to my 
yeah, that's how you can reach us. Absolutely. Keep it to 150 words, ladies. Preferably. So into the conversation about polygamy. Polygamy. How do I exit the chat right now? You can't. Your co-host of the podcast. Oh, damn. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Polygamy. So why do you think there's a resurgence or a seeming resurgence of polygamy? Um, in the modern day time we live in i think because uh first of all a lot of like social media uh there's there's a lot of cyclicism in social media Ooh, in that you know i'm real sophisticated with it it's cyclical it's cyclical um and just talking about the proverbial you know kaleidoscopic you know people that do that it's one of my greatest. You know when people peeves. do that. You know it's just actually one of my greatest unnecessary verbosity. It's like stupid. Using a couple of words that yeah. are cool, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You are sophisticated. Yeah. Using too many, it's like I have no idea what you're talking about, and it's actually inaccessible. But whatever. Um. But yeah, back to the why. You know, there's been a resurgence, quote unquote, of polygamy. Um. I think that yeah, the nature of social media things or things mm-hmm. that we see that are apparent in society are very cyclical in mm-hmm. nature. So we see lots of trends there. I say it um, come up again and again in social media, fed to us at different times, but also for different generations, mm-hmm. right? So thinking about the different generations that exist, the millennials, the baby boomers, the Gen Zs, Gen Alphas, all different people that are engaging in social media at different times means that they come and encounter different types of, you know, social trends or social media things or um, kind of like social organizational elements and whatnot on a cyclical basis. But I think what's really interesting about polygamy coming up right now is off the back of our conversation last week where we were talking about divorce and we've also, you know, spoken about infidelity and the perceived rise of infidelity. I think that social media is shining an important light on relationships in general, romantic relationships. And I think what's really interesting about polygamy is it's an opportunity for us to explore whether having multiple partners actually works, especially if it's consensual. Because I think that we've definitely come into a place in society where we've normalized um, non-consensual infidelity. Yes. It's a very normal thing to hear this person has been cheating with this person or this person is a side chick, this person is a main chick and all those kind of different conversations that we have and we've had for generations. But I think what's really interesting about polygamy and what's actually important about polygamy is it offers something that's different. It gives us something to, it gives us food for thought. Mm. It allows us to really explore does this work, especially in Western society? Mm. And does this work for many people now? It also means that we have to really think critically about some of the truths that we hold dear to us Mm. and why we hold them as truths. Mm. So, you know, for us, we are women of faith. We believe in monogamous relationships, but it does pose a significant question, which is, do monogamous relationships a work and do they work out in this society? Um, so I'm not surprised to see the whole ooh, polygamy, polygamous relationships. Let's have the conversation. Can they work? Especially because oftentimes I see back and forth on social media, but also in person, right? With, um, you know, lots of different men or, for example, folks that actually really want to be with different people, Mm -hmm. there is a social fear or like some kind of social stigma attached to having multiple partners Mm -hmm. at the same time. And a lot of people say, you know, as long as people are aware, you know, as long as people give their consent to this, Mm -hmm. then 
perhaps we could see something different working. Mm. And again, polygamy is an opportunity to see, does this actually work out? Is this a, a, a reputable model? Right. Um, so that's why I think we're seeing the resurgence of polygamy. I do think that we definitely still need to continue having conversations about it and whether it works out. And I think what's really interesting about the framing of this particular episode mm. is we get to see if it works in this society, but particularly with the present power dynamics in Western society, does it work for, for us women. really? Does it work for us really? Because when it comes to polygamy, I often think of, um, you know, the polities in the global South, mm. for example, right? We've There's a long established history of polygamy. Yes. It's not something oh, new. It's not new. There's loads of different countries in the world that there have been, you know, matriarchal polygamous 100%. relationships. There are patriarchal polygamous um, relationships. There are decentralized polygamous um, relationships, which are all just fancy ways of saying polygamy exists mm -hmm. outside of the Western world. Mm -hmm. But given the interaction of um, capitalism, yeah. patriarchy, yeah. Um, various forces of social inequality. Can polygamy work and can polygamy work well for women mm -hmm. being seen as actual key stakeholders and mm -hmm. being seen as still human, still mm -hmm. humanized in these interactions? Um, and I think the jury is still out, at least for me personally and in this society because of the um, interaction of all of these different mm. forces, right? As much as we love to see our relationships as these safe havens outside of social forces, outside of capitalism, outside of patriarchy, they always leak in. The politics always leaks into our relationships. And it's no wonder that even things like polygamous relationships mm. tend to be heavily over-sexualized. For mm. example, we think mm. about things like, oh yeah, sex, threesomes, mm. foursomes. And even then still things like the male gaze, like the example that yeah. you shared in the beginning, right? Of this guy just coming and standing and saying of course all the ladies want to be with me because I am an Adonis and mm. I'm some kind of Greek god that everybody loves um just really highlights that when we import something like polygamy into the western world yeah. into today's society into you know the social medias of the world mm -hmm. there's still a little bit of work to be done as to whether they can pan out and play out in a way that is beneficial quote-unquote or at least mutually beneficial for women that choose to interact in mm. in polygamous relationships mm. but yeah that's why the jury's not out for me i think the answer's no the answer i no. was trying to be polite no no no, no. i think the answer's no um personally she said absolutely not yeah because I, and, and this is not me coming against because we've seen um models of polygamy or examples of it um in so many different cases and you can argue that it actually does work but my question then is what do we see as a relationship working and what do we desire from relationships and i think for what the for what the majority of people actually desire from relationships in the modern day that we are living in poly polygamy as a model doesn't actually work to align with those goals and the de desires for those outcomes. And the reason why I say that is I think to people who may have made polygamy work and the expectations which they may have um, been trying to live up to in terms of if you believe that, a, a, let's say a man should um, be, you know, the care a caretaker to their children or present in their children's lives, mm -hmm. right? Um, how are you going to do that if you have a million kids, right? No, no, no. Nick Cannon. How are you going to do it? Nick Cannon. Realistically, you only have so much time in a day. Whatever but you're if doing that's right not now, an, you should stop. Exactly. But <laughs> if that's not an expectation, 
then it's fine because you having loads of kids who you're not a part of their lives, mm-hmm. it's it's nothing you'd feel shame about because it's not something you signed up to. Mm-hmm. Um, or you being able to financially provide for children or your partner, how are you going to do that with so many partners in this economic time? And so the reason why I say these things is it really does depend on your expectations and the standards you set right. um, within a relationship or from a romantic or for a romantic partner to me and also what is your capacity to actually meet those things and I think a lot of us I mean we discussed it last week but think about how much a monogamous relationship as in just being with one person Mm. requires from us in terms of being there for their emotional needs should that be a standard that you set being there for their financial needs it should that be a standard that you set that's it's tough to do for one person Do most men or do men in this modern time have the capacity? And this is what the girl was asking in the TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. What is your leadership qualities? Mm -hmm. Do most men and most people, even women, have the capacity to be that to multiple people in their life at the same time? People are out here struggling to balance their relationship and friendships. I mean... So I think the reason why for me, the answer answer is like, no, it doesn't actually work is I think one the way that we see it modeled right now, it just shows men, men, it, it benefits men. To be right? fair, I've seen examples of, um, what do you call it? Polygamous relationships where there's more men in the relationship. Oh no, I've than, seen that too, but I've also seen it with more men in the relationship, but the men also have other women that they are with. Right. Okay. So I think to myself, are most people, and there's a reason why there's an overrepresentation, and I think more so the numbers are men who have more wives or men who have more relation, uh, more women that they're intimate with mm. than women having more men that they are intimate with. Because for a lot of people, the ownership is of the women's bodies and the accumulation of the women is what gives them the I am an alpha male or I am the Adonis kind of mentality. When actually... If women were to then, you know, collect men like Pokemon cards, people would be calling her a hoe. People would be calling her irresponsible. Think about the Nick Cannon situation. First. Not that he's polygamous, um, but think about how many women are, how many people are out here blaming the women for having multiple, ch- for having his children, even though they don't have multiple children. They have his children. He has multiple children. And yet the criticism still falls on the woman. Mm, Do you get what I mean? Um, And so I think to myself, a lot of, because of the modern system that we are living in, because people still have issues around women owning their sexuality, having agency over it and freedom, and whether that manifests as sleeping with those of people or being celibate and abstinent, people still have issue with that. I don't think polygamy works out in women's favor. Because should they actually adhere to the rules themselves in our Western culture, mm-hmm. they would find themselves on the other receiving end of a lot of misogynistic hate and criticism. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Right? So I think to myself, as much as we see it on social media, is it just a result of the expectations we have of relationships actually changing mm-hmm. rather than, and, and also our um, hopes for whether our original or the traditional, whatever we have been told, um, those expectations can actually be met. Because I think back to exactly this, which is why I think it was very good that you mentioned infidelity first, because I think it's more so people saying, I do not believe in people being faithful. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I might as well add infidelity to my expectations Mm -hmm. and allow it. If people are going to do it anyway, then I should kind of pad my heart and guard my heart by not being disappointed by it Mm. so I should just allow it do you get what I mean and I think 
if most people, and I'm not saying this um, for people who have, you know, really sat down and critically thought or feel like their sexuality is even inclined towards being attracted to multiple people and wanting to be intimate with multiple people. That's not who I'm talking about. Mm. I'm talking about the people who are watching these things resurge, watching the social media content, seeing the TikTok lives or seeing the YouTube videos of people like, hey, I'm in a polygamous relationship. And then thinking... Maybe I should just go down this route because I've been disappointed by people cheating on me or, you know, I've had men kind of feed me because I think the general gist sometimes that we see on social media, especially from in male led circles is men really struggle with this monogamy thing. So you might as well just let him have multiple partners so that he's not cheating on you because it's consensual. And I don't think many people actually want to sign up to that, but they're feeling pressured to have to sign up for that. Because if you don't sign up for it, then you have to admit that your partner cheated Mm -hmm. on you. I think it's funny because when we even think about like polygamy and um, infidelity and whatnot, I love that you brought up this whole idea of the Adonis and the qualifications for polygamy, because in quite a number of different societies, one of the major qualifications for polygamy is resources so if you are going to follow a patriarchal this is it polygamous relationship you gotta have money and i think it's funny because even when we went to um tanzania it makes me remember um one of the tribes that we went to yeah. go and visit where polygamy was the a thing maasai in the, the maasai tribe right polygamy is a thing in that tribe however it is necessary for you to have the capital you have to prove that Thank you're you. able to provide for that particular person and i think what's actually missing out of not just the polygamous um discourse mm-hmm. but also relationship discourse is the provision element i know we all get a bit ooh, and we think about provision in terms of does he pay on the first date yeah. but in terms of sustaining a relationship and thinking about the models that we've seen polygamy and particularly the patriarchal poly- mm-hmm. polygamy um relationships require sustenance maintenance resources yeah. do you have the financial and finances is a big thing yeah. right do you have the financial prowess to take care of multiple women if not you can't like it's actually illegal for you to have multiple wives and i think it's definitely a case of a lot of men wanting to have their cake and eat it too, right? That's literally what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I'm trying to like, Mm. I'm trying to, um, what do you call it? Not necessarily give a pass, but Mm. I'm trying to understand beyond the whole like, oh, how does it benefit women Mm. in those um, specific Mm. like um, relationships? I think there is something to be said about, because there will be some people who actually think it does benefit women. Mm. And rather than being a devil's advocate, because one of my favorite Mm. sayings is that the devil doesn't need any Mm -hmm. more friends, not a devil's advocate. I think it is important to at least represent the viewpoint that they can work in very specific instances Mm -hmm. if that's your expectation Mm -hmm. for the relationship. So it's less so... I disagree with you. Mm. I actually agree with you 100%. Mm. I actually don't think polygamous relationships work. Mm -hmm. However, I do think it's important that for those that are engaging in polygamous situations Mm -hmm. to be very critical, um, but also give them the benefit of the doubt in that many of them have done their due diligence. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, I think that there are some people that believe that people are capable of having non-monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. successfully. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is some evidence to support that. Mm Whether I am convinced by it is a different mm-hmm. story, but I think there is, it's important to have that representation yeah. and do understand that I do think that there are some people who, okay, if that's you, yeah. you've come to this conclusion and you think that it benefits you, yeah. 
then fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I think it's more so about if you are going to subscribe to that and if you are going to see that content as well, then you have to remind yourself that not only does it change your relationship dynamic, but you have to do a complete overhaul of your your understanding of relationships or your expectations for relationships in general. And I think it is unfortunate when we then hear within the same conversations about polygamy or people who are having polygamous relationships traditional relationship expectations Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking the two personally can't really work even with the examples that I've personally seen of um women who have multiple partners they usually have the traditional expectations from just one the rest of them play a different function Mm -hmm. do you get what I mean the the rest of their partners play a different function and so it's more so a are you ready to do the reconstructing which comes with the entire mind frame you have about relationships or do you just accept polygamy because you're being told that that's just your only option right now because of the state of men do you get what I mean and the state of masculinity or the state of um the way that these kind of echo chambers make you think men of our generation are thinking and I think there's a lot of women who may be thinking I might as well give up on my quote unquote unrealistic dream of being in a monogamous relationship because men are are wired to cheat or men because of all the testosterone that's running through their body will not Mm. be able to stick to just one person and I think it's dangerous when rhetorics like that get to run wild and they become less about you know case studies and very because I wouldn't say it's few and far between, but it becomes less about, oh, let's actually see, does this model actually work? And it's mm. more so a trend and people trying to convince people, no, this is the future. And that's what I'm starting to see personally on like some of my social media feeds. Mm. This is the future of what relationships are going to look like. So either get with it or get behind. And it's like, actually, no, I don't think it's good to create this idea that is that lacks nuances and lacks disclaimers mm. that this will actually change your entire family dynamic. Yeah, for sure. And are you actually signing up to this properly? And so I think it's, for me, the polygamy thing is because it is it's a system that's existed for such a long time Honestly. like i said this conversation isn't about is polygamy polygamy right or wrong it's does it work for the modern day woman and i just i don't i'm so unconvinced by all of the stuff that i have seen that it actually does because i do think there are very few people who have the maturity right now in the social media sphere to be able to say actually there are still expectations that I have of this relationship. And Mm -hmm. I don't think most of us have the capacity to offer that to most women apart or to most people or more than one person, sorry. And then there's a part of me that's kind of like, well, if we're going to do with this whole, let's not have, if we're going to do away with this whole, let's not have expectations thing, Mm -hmm. who's actually going to suffer most? I don't think this ever really works out well for us in general, especially if, like you said, men are getting their cake and eating it too. Mm-hmm. If like, I keep going back to this thing, if a woman is like, I'm going to start playing this game, they're going to be kicked off the, the oh, board. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, in a totally idealistic world where, you know, we were able to completely undercut, you know, traditional institutions of relationships and the nuclear family, then perhaps polygamy could work at least in the Western um mm-hmm. civilization but it would require a lot of unlearning a lot of unpacking a lot of this all sorts of destabilization that i'm not really sure that many people are ready for yeah so yeah. i think look i don't even think people are mature enough to handle the full extent of monogamous relationships yeah. sometimes yeah. and i think polygamy 
child, that's a whole nother um, thing to consider. But I think another thing to to add into the mix mm. around polygamy is these relationships don't exist in isolation as yeah. well. They are often done in communities. Yeah. So even in traditional polygamous um, relationships yeah. that exist outside yeah. of yeah. the West, it's very much an ecosystem, right? Yes. It's a, your wife is also our wife. It's a, we're taking care of kids together. Whereas when we think about the West, we're thinking about things like baby mama culture. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about things like established units mm-hmm. of like two people coming together with different established mm-hmm. units of two different people. So I think even when we're thinking about polygamy and like the modern woman and thinking about whether it is beneficial for her and if it's a pragmatic means to, of you know, to an end for a relationship, I think that, it probably wouldn't work anyways because we're all, not we're all selfish, but the world You're is selfish. You're not living in a system that supports it. Exactly. Polygamy is one of those institutions, because it is a type of mm-hmm. institution that relies on the strength of community and ecosystem and um, shared understanding as to who's playing what role, who's playing what function, mm-hmm. but also in the multiplicity in those functions, yeah. right? Many people take on many different roles. Yeah. So even traditional like father figures, they may be patriarchs for this particular um, you know family but also for communities right they're elders in communities and i just think that the way that society is set up right now obviously you are very well within your rights to do whatever you like by the way as a disclaimer 100 percent. if you are in a polygamous relationship or if you are the kind of person that believes that for you it works for you then of course do your do whatever you like to do but i think thinking pragmatically and thinking about some of the things that we'd like to achieve um, at least for us personally, it probably wouldn't work. And I think, ooh, and I think that speaking at least to a personal reason in as well is emotional bandwidth and mm-hmm. emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. I know that there's the charge as well sometimes where folks kind of say, oh, if you can't understand a polygamous relationship or if you find it difficult to understand that people can be loved by, you know, many people, then mm-hmm. you're insecure. And I think that... <laughs> mm. I think that it's also interesting that you brought up earlier about the fact that, yes, we need to critically inspect and bring nuance to these conversations and these um, romantic setups. But I think it's fair to allow these things to exist without um, completely trying to attack people's points of views and discredit the fact that as people, because I don't think that desiring monogamous relationships is indicative of insecurity. I think it's, again, being accepting of differences. Mm. I think underpinning this whole conversation and conversations that we often have within um, allowing difference to flourish within communities mm. and understanding differences is allowing difference to coexist without power dynamics yeah, and without trying to discredit yeah, the each yeah. other. That's the real issue here. Like, I don't have any issues with polygamous relationships and you don't either. We just don't agree with them or we don't think that that's something that's conducive to what we'd like personally. However, I think it is important that we acknowledge that these things can coexist. Like difference can coexist without pining for the top spot. And my biggest frustration oftentimes in these conversations is a, you don't get it, you're stupid, you're Mm -hmm. insecure, you're this. Mm -hmm. If that's the response that you're going to come with when we're having conversations about whether an institution, a structure, a social kind of um, organizational um, mantle works, then I don't think we'll ever really have productive conversations nah, in life in general. At all. Um, so yeah, polygamy is a weird one, man. Personally, I, zero out of 10 for me wouldn't recommend because Negative I like having three. one. Per- yeah, man. I, keeping it a buck with you, like on the personal, taking it from the whole like, you know, macro society, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Baby girl, I can't do that. You know, I don't have emotional capacity. And I'm happy to say that I don't have the bandwidth to be dealing with 
either another wife or another husband like i child i'm struggling to you know sometimes it takes me a long time to call back my mama you know what i mean and it's it's like being realistic and also thinking about like how we are set up as people this is do you know what i mean like i'm not personally <laughs> for me i'm not set us. up you know what i mean like personally i'm not set up to engage with more than one person mm. in a romantic fashion mm. perhaps i am brainwashed perhaps i don't like to think i'm brainwashed i like to think of me being a person that's rational enough to have mm. considered and then decided mm. right i think there's the assumption when we think about polygamy and all that oh you know is monogamy how would you know if you haven't tried it well i also know that you know fire will burn me without having tried it because you know i'm <laughs> tried and tested wisdom and all that kind of stuff and i think that's also another important thing i think many of us have actually seen polygamy like played out in different situations that are closer to us than we think um aside Mm -hmm, from social mm -hmm, media mm -hmm. we've got friends or like relatives for example Mm -hmm. that have been in both consensual but also non-consensual polygamous situations and for me personally it is definitely a zero out of 10. A hundred percent. I think in terms of what you said about the community aspect is so right. If a polygamous relationship is to flourish, you must be in a society and in a community where it is not only like, accepted but actually supported because if you are going to be someone who commits yourself to multiple people we're not judging anybody we're just giving you the real for real if you are going to be somebody who commits yourself to multiple people has multiple people committed to you like I said you're going to have to manage and rejig your expectations around what it is they actually give you in your relationship right and that is going to leave you wanting in some areas it doesn't necessarily because I mean monogamous monogamous relationships there are still places where people the individuals still lack stuff or they're they're left wanting or needing more or needing effort in a particular area but in this case where somebody's attention is quite literally diverted into multiple directions Mm -hmm. you're going to be left with spaces and gaps that need to be filled if you do not have a governmental system a health system a financial system and a community of support around you that can fill those gaps you are going to be left almost stranded right where it's like who's gonna pick up your i sometimes think about like nick had a situation shout out to you nick if one of his baby no, mums no shout him, out to you sir what you're doing is wrong no i'm chilling i'm i'm, I'm trolling well, i mean, well, well, I mean sir. but i think to myself if one of your you know partners call you and they say hey your child is sick at school you got like 50 opportunities for that to be true about that man things across the country on christmas day is going that's on the thing so it's like how do you then show <laughs> up for people and if you do not raise your children in a system where this is normal right, right, and right. they therefore have I wouldn't even call it reduced expectations, but Mm -hmm. just different Mm -hmm. expectations Mm -hmm. and changed expectations Mm -hmm. for their father, they're going to grow up disappointed. Mm -hmm. Do you get what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I think to myself, because this is not a part of our norms and values, it becomes very, very hard to completely manage everybody's emotions, right? So this is why I'm saying I'm not completely like, well, I mean, I'm against polygamy, but I'm not, (laughs) I'm not criticizing polygamous systems like the Maasai tribe. Do you get what I mean? Where it's like, no, you guys have been doing this from the dawn of time and you've got a system everybody understands what is going on and they make it work but unless there's a reason why the messiah are themselves (laughs) there's a reason why they are themselves (laughs) and also unless you then subscribe to that culture it would be hard to then make yourself a part of it unless you're born into it you get what i mean so i think to myself with the popularization of this thing 
or like the trends that I'm seeing on social media, we do not have one collective digital culture. Exactly. And if we're not careful and we, we are seeing these things on our For You pages and stuff like that, we will become not just confused, but genuinely crazed by this entire situation because we no longer we no longer know what to expect right. and how to also vocalize especially people are then going to come with criticisms of you're just insecure we then don't know how to actually vocalize i have an expectation that you won't sleep with anybody else but me and people not say that you're asking for too much child when the law the government the governments your workplace they've said your insurance policies they have said all say you got one wife <laughs> <laughs> and i'm asking for that but yeah go on i'm sorry no oh, man there's even oh so much to say about that but also i don't think we can sustain polygamy in a society that still continues to objectify women at i all. just i just think at i just all. think just those kind of polygamous institutions or those systems uh, pseudo systems of governance where you see multiple wives but they're very much seen as it's given Thanos like collecting yeah, collecting rings stones. do you know what I mean just collecting rings collecting infinity stones and then expecting her to perform the function of you know wifey or girlfriend or whatnot um, and I think what really does frustrate me is when it comes to like lifelong relationships sometimes polygamy and the conversations that we have about polygamy online just are devolved to sex and engaging in sexual activity and sexual behavior and having access to different people at different times and having access to different people's bodies at different times. Relationships are more than sex. It sounds so simple to say, but relationships are more than sex. They are more than having access to different people's bodies. It is more than legalizing or authenticating, being able to have sex with multiple people polygamy comes with implications if that's your setup and you say you know what i want to have sex with multiple people then have sex with multiple people but don't call it polygamy because that's not what polygamy is okay it is still polygamy still comes with expectations there we go polygamy still comes with requirements polygamy still comes with things that you need to fulfill roles that you need to as non-traditional as they are right they still come with expectations that need to be fulfilled they still come with responsibilities Responsibilities. and i think sometimes Hmm. many of us can want to be in polygamous situations because it absolves us of responsibility but it does not okay it does not if you want to be carefree and i think it's the trying to fight to to divulge the two right it's it the sex and the polygamy Mm -hmm. okay if you want to have sex with multiple people then be that person okay don't be coming saying oh i'm polygamous and all that kind of if you know in your heart of hearts you want to have sex with multiple people then run that race okay don't come and start saying oh you're insecure because you know this is the way that i want to live and all that kind of stuff you want to be sleeping around it's all right you want to be outside outside particularly when it is, for example, a man that wants to be in a yeah. polygamous relationship yeah. with multiple women, yeah. but not with multiple men. And there we find As the in crux it of the a, matter. The crew. <laughs> or when you, you want to you sleep will. with multiple people, but to know that the woman you're sleeping with is also sleeping with multiple people hello, pisses hello, you off. Hello, hello, you can't have hello. ownership hello, sir. unless there are rules. You, can't have this you cannot have expectations have unless I also lay my expectations for you. And I think what we're seeing is Cake, eating it. You can't eating have this it, cake. cake. It doesn't even, work that bro, way. It's not even cakes. It's multiple cakes. You're greedy. hundred percent. And you still want to have the cakes there. And you get pissed when people turn around and say, I'm not satisfied with this. Bruh. Or they give you what you give them. 
You know what it's like? You know when you go to Selfish. a party? Selfish. Ah, that's what it is. When you go to a party and there's like multiple cakes or multiple foods on display, somebody goes around with and they get like a tray of multiple cakes. And then when somebody comes around and is like, oh, can I have a little bit of the cakes? Despite the fact that you have 10 cakes to yourself, you say, no, you can't have this cake. You, sir, are a fool, a thief. And a selfish person. It is selfishness. And the, the same for women as well who maybe do get, I don't know many of them, but you know, <laughs> balance. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like I, like we said, this is not about like saying if you are polygamous, then you're just wayward. Nah, it is to say that you're going to have to do a lot of right deconstructing, reconstructing, communication, laying down of expectations, all of the things that we detail in terms of building intimate relationships to set a new president, which everybody is okay with because consensual polygamy requires consent and people need to know what they are consenting to. To you people that think you are polygamous and you're using it, you're co-opting the title in order to just cheat and be doing helter skelter. There's a special place at a place called Hades. Hades, <laughs> Hades. We ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Do you know how funny that is? Hellfire, hellfire, fiery pits. <laughs> they the call it off. hell. H e double hockey is there. <laughs> Have a good time there. Tell Satan time. we said hi. Ah, tell him. <laughs> good afternoon. Good morning. You know, they don't have a concept of time there. So at you all. Guys, you, at you, all. You, just tell him all, all the best, Lucy. All the be- but yeah, <laughs> personally, Lucille. Um, we hope that you enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we hope whether you're a woman, a man, non-binary folk, we love you. That you benefited from this the conversation. The non-binary folk will probably be looking at us like, look at you, heteros. But you know what it is about non-binary people? It's because there is also like, uh, they have to kind of, their identity is something that they have had to come to terms with or grapple right, right, with right. or find language for and do all of these introspective things. Exactly. Sometimes introspection is something that people lack because they do not practice it. So I think sometimes with like unconventional people who live unconventional lives in terms of like people aren't used to it, they've had to do a lot of contending and work. You get what I mean? And so sometimes us heterosexual people, we are too familiar with ourselves. Heteronormative. They said, wrap your bags, take them and go. Go away. Since y'all want to have these rubbish conversations. Can you imagine, like, when this hits t- um, Twitter and the socials, they won't even be asking, is this, will this work? It'll be like, there's three of you now. Who's going to pay on the first date? But it's a valid question, though. And that wraps up the <laughs> My Sisters episode. <laughs> Who's paying for the rent here? You know? That's true. Who's going to pay for these things? Who's going to do the dishes? Who is? Who's going to take care of the kids? Is there a rotor for sex? Do you get what I mean? That's the one bit that gets me, like... What you gonna do? On Rhoda. What you gonna do? You just walk in and like... What you gonna do? I mean, if that's your... Anyway, anyway, we are monogamous not because of... Not just because of, you know, our human nature as some of you will say, yeah, maybe we are the flawed. Yeah. It is a... <laughs> we have the recessive gene. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <so> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> 
we are monogamous oh, also man. by choice yes, because we, we have a, a ethos that we're trying heaven. to live by yeah. um but you know that may not align with the ethos you're trying to live by so you discover yourself Honestly, you yeah, know you be thing. free but if this has sparked anything within you we encourage you to continue to follow the two my sisters podcast by subscribing to our youtube channel following us on all social media platforms at to my sisterhood or to my sisters on linkedin because Hello, no, in fact, hello, hi, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Hi, everybody, is this <laughs> our thing resident on? LinkedIn is creator? This is this all coming from you? Anyways, <laughs> uh, the lovely lady in the pic, isn't she looking absolutely radiant? Isn't if you are listening died? to this on Spotify, or just come over and drop a comment and tell Claudia that she's a hearty. Hot pick, hot pick for a hot game. I have a feeling that the people Anywho. that may find this will be criticizing me in the comments. So Let them please, try. Have Let them back. try. Anyways, I'll be there. Um, and you know, I'll be there with my full government name too. <laughs> support 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 us on linkedin we are very much trying to create our professional arm of two my sisters where we are galvanizing the financial resources the working resources Mm -hmm. the capital to do the work that we want to do at two my sisters so follow us on linkedin both individually our lovely lady in the pink over here at courtney daniela and me renee kapuku and the two my sisters page on linkedin yes 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 but you can follow us on our social media platforms as well at renee kapuku so professional and at cd Boating, the original cdb that's who you can that's where you can find me um and so sisters we encourage you to sign up to the mailing list so that we can send you weekly glow and grow tips that will never change so definitely sign up we will not spam you we'll just send you love all right and buy our book buy our book (laughs) support the thing get to know more about why we say you can't spread yourself in with these kind of things right. building intimate relationships Close. what goes into it Close. if you want to have a thought <laughs> buy the book get it on audible audiobook version so really and hey. for the sisters we know that there are some international territories that are side eyeing as they're listening to this the folks in canada the folks in malaysia the folks in yeah. germany sisters were working and we in the meantime working. that audible boy Come on now, baby. Come and listen to our dulcet tone. Support us. All right. Well, we hope that you have an amazing week. And as always, sisters, keep glowing and growing. We're Renee and Courtney, your online sisters, and we're on a mission to help women across the world become the best version of themselves through the power of sisterhood. That's why we've written To My Sisters, a guide to building lifelong friendship. From working out how to achieve your dreams to setting boundaries and managing expectations, this essential handbook will show you how to fully embrace the power of friendship and community. Packed with practical advice and personal stories from our decade-long friendship, we'll give you all the tools and advice you need to find Make and keep lifelong friendship. Two My Sisters is available now online and at all good bookshops. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 